Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the MSP Show, your internet radio destination for the business information your managed IT services company needs to streamline operations, generate new revenue streams, and get more customers. And now your host, Stuart Crawford. Welcome, everyone, to the MSP Show for this week. And, uh, my name is Stuart Crawford, and uh, well, I'd, like to, uh, I'd like to welcome you to the show and, um, and those listening uh, later via the uh, Internet podcast. We have a great show lined up for you today, and uh, you know, typical fashion, 30 minutes, fast and fury. We're going to jump right in and, uh, and welcome my friend Stuart Button from NIFSIS, uh, based in London, Ontario, Canada. Now, NIFSIS has something really unique, and I, you know, I think there's a few people out there doing it, but not to the same degree that these uh, folks are doing out, out uh, just down the street from me here. Uh, they're offering security as a service and a few other things as well, but security is the, the one we're going to focus on today. Welcome, Mr. Button. How are you today? Uh, very well, very well. Thank you for the invite, Stuart. Uh, welcome to the show. And, uh, you know, Stuart, let's just jump right in. What's the security threat uh, out there look like today? Why, why should MSPs be concerned about, uh, you know, security? Well, everyone's heard the the news, and everyone knows the that there are security breaches on a daily basis. And you've got situations where you've got uh, companies that are not just primary that are not just primarily online, but offline as well. That they're they're being breached on a on a basis where you've got potentially millions of. Uh, of user information, credit card information that's being stolen, and it's uh, and with those with those statistics and what's happening uh, in the marketplace right now and within business, and it doesn't matter the size of businesses, everybody's uh, becoming a target for the for the hackers, and you have to watch your uh, you have to watch what your customers are. Uh, are doing from a security point of view, and be aware that there are consequences to being hacked, and those consequences yeah, you know, like, can be extremely expensive. Oh, I know. I, I, I mean, just have to tune into any of the uh, local trade rags on a daily basis. You can, you know, especially, you know, in the U.S. around some of the healthcare stuff that's going on, and the in different industries there. And before we jump too far into this, Stuart, give us a quick overview of this. I mean, I know you guys uh, are doing security as a service kind of consulting, but you know, I may not have that right, but tell you know, tell the the folks out there what exactly you guys are all about. Well, NIFSIS is uh, is a channel focused uh, company, and so we work exclusively with the channel. We don't do any direct B two B, and that's uh, and we provide private label or white label security services for MSPs, so they can partner with us, and we can provide them those um, services. They can brand them as they need, and um, those those services are um, those services are. Um, sorry, Stuart, lost my train of thought there for a second. Yeah, no, so. that's okay. Let me just kind of see if I can get you back on track here. So you're basically providing yeah. your services that MSPs can resell to their client base. So that they can offer security services and you know security consulting and even things like penetration testing and and audits and that kind of stuff. Vulnerability scheme, exactly. So so we've got uh, we've got three different services that we do provide. We've got our Centris service, which is our kind of our flagship, where that is the way label service where where the MSPs can provide a continual security monitoring. Uh, and alerting solution to their customers. So we continually monitor for threats within their customers' environments. 
The, the MSP continues to own that customer relationship, and we work exclusively through the MSP to their customers. So they continue to support those, uh, those security threats that we, uh, that we glean from, from monitoring those environments. The, we also have our, our, Cirrus, uh, our DARA solution, which is our vulnerability penetration testing and code reviewing service. So that's where they can come to us on a one-off basis or on a scheduled uh, basis and provide those services to their customers as well. Okay, great. So they can, you know, can have it either as an ongoing service or kind of a one-off thing. I mean, I think I just personally think, Stuart, any MSP who's not offering some sort of security off, uh, offering right now is, I don't think they're going to be in business for very long. But that's just my own thought. You know, but you know, here's the thing: is that most managed service companies are generalists, and they know they know a little bit of that, a little bit of this, and a little bit over here. That could be potential disaster for for their end client who has some real security concerns or even uh, legislative uh, uh, regulatory compliance issues they got to deal with. Absolutely, that's that becomes the that becomes the challenge where you've got you are correct in mo most cases security um, uh, MSPs their security services in some cases constitute a managed firewall or putting a putting uh, or virus scanning or putting uh, virus um, mitigation within their uh, within their clients environments the security services that we're providing go far beyond that and where we're actually getting right down to providing the um, uh, looking at everything coming into uh, into that environment and and watching those threats and watching all the traffic coming coming in and out of that environment and and security isn't just a an, an outside threat coming in you also need to take a look at the internal threats as well so you've got so again the security services we provide monitor that from both inside and outside yeah I, I can't remember what what stat I recently read but I believe re, I read it on either you know IDC's website or one of those industry pundit sites where they they were saying that most security threats are now from the inside out and not so much uh, not so much from the outside in. Um, is there some truth to that? There is absolute truth to that because you've got situations where you've got um, you can run into disgruntled employees. You can run into any sort of uh, any sort of situation where you've got one of the things that, that becomes a uh, a challenge for businesses is the uh the ethical hacking um or the the where you've got a um social engineering where you're you're working in a cafe and you're working on your corporate environment um through a vpn in most cases but somebody could, without your knowledge somebody could be shoulder surfing you you step away from your machine as i've seen plenty of people do in a cafe for a few moments somebody jumps on there drops a piece of uh drops a piece of malicious code on there, and they can potentially watch everything that's going on within your, uh, within your corporate environment uh, without your knowledge. So they so, can gain access in any number of ways into your environments. So what can the average MSP do, Stuart? Like, you know, I'm just a new MSP starting out. Uh, what can I do to, you know, start offering a real security solution for my clients? There are multiple things that can uh, that can be done. So one um, one is I think you need to understand understand the uh, obviously where the security concerns for your customers are, and and how those the brand new PCI and HIPAA compliance requirements will affect your customers. Uh, so from a from a HIPAA compliance point of view, for any business that is touching a health record 
uh, in any way, you're potentially going to be, uh, uh, and those those records get uh, compromised. You're potentially you're potentially uh, liable for that compromise. Uh, so, and there, those breaches are literally those breaches can put you out of business in a hurry. PCI, on the other hand, that's payment card industry. If you're the same thing applies there. There's a whole criteria to to understand. So if you've got customers who are handling credit card data, whether they've got a an online, um, in most cases this applies to, to e-commerce and online, but it's going far beyond that as well. If you've got, um, if you're handling credit card data in any way and you're processing it yourself and you are actually have access to those credit cards and that information, that has to be protected. So again, it comes down to the MSP to understand their customers and understand mm-hmm. their security requirements. Uh, and then that's where you can look you can look to uh, to NIFSIS to help you on the back end to make sure that those requ- uh, those requirements are met, as well as where we can come in with the vulnerability scanning, the penetration testing as a start to to see where your client sits in the um, in their security profile, and then we can then we can layer on our centrist service after that to make sure that the ongoing security profile is uh, is kept up to up to date. Great. So you mean have you felt you you guys have got to kind of figure it out here? What you know? What do you? What an MSP needs to make sure their clients are are secure. So let's you mentioned you mentioned PCI, you mentioned HIPAA, and I imagine there's a whole bunch more uh, that are out there. Can you talk uh, you know in the details about you know what you guys do? Let's say I have a client who's a healthcare organization in you know Orlando, Florida. Where can where can we parachute you guys in to make sure that uh, from a HIPAA the HIPAA compliance and the security thing the security measures are met? Okay, so what we would normally start with in uh, in that case using this scenario, what we would start with is a um, is a vulnerability scan and probably an ethical hack or penetration test. We like to call it ethical hacking over penetration testing. Um, Those terms are used interchangeably simply because penetration testing normally encompasses a social engineering piece. We we don't actually do the social engineering piece at this point. Uh, That may be be a place where we'll be expanding our service down the road, uh, but that's out of scope right now. So that's why we like to use the term ethical hacking. Within the ethical, so that's where we like to start to understand and put a baseline in place. And then when we come, uh, and then when we're looking at the ongoing security profile and understanding the the potential risks that the client will face, that's when we employ our centrist service, and we continually watch and monitor that environment. And as part of HIPAA, there are there are reporting requirements. So that data we're gathering uh, from that client's uh, site, we can. With the tool suites that we're using, we actually provide uh, HIPAA reporting um, to your to the MSP so that they can actually um, work with the client to make sure that they've got the reporting requirements met. So we're looking at we're again we're looking at the HIPAA compliance from a purely from a security point of view, as well as from a reporting point of view. If there's an issue found, uh, we we work with the MSP to make sure that that, uh, that those issues are mitigated from a uh, from a, um, a HIPAA compliance point of view. We don't actually do the mitigation. We work with the MSP to make sure that 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 is, that gets done. So great. So you guys are looking at the whole like the whole HIPAA thing. You guys got it all figured out, and uh, you know, and making sure that uh, those MSPs who are working in the healthcare space 
have a reliable partner. Now, I mean, I know that uh, you know there's whole, there's whole much more details about HIPAA that we have to we could jump into and spend a whole show just talking about HIPAA. But one of the big concerns, uh, Stuart, is the whole business associates and uh, you know covered entities. And I'm sure you have that all figured out, and and uh, you know and you could sign off on all that information. We can provide that information to the uh, to to the MSP and to to the customer. So we 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 uh, we inject the in information from a reporting point of view, and and then mm -hmm. uh, as I said, we work with the MSP. Um, to to make sure that those uh, those entities are covered. Great. So this is uh, Stuart Crawford in conversation with Stuart Button from NIFSIS here on the MSP show, and we're going to take we're going to pause for a minute, uh, get some words in from our sponsors, and when we come back, Stuart, I want to talk about ransomware and all that stuff with CryptoLocker that we've seen happen in the news lately. But uh, we'll be back in the one minute after a quick commercial break. Does your MSP website struggle to stand out from the crowd and get your company's unique message across to potential customers? Businesses have many options when choosing their IT services provider, and if you want them to choose you, it's important you make a good first impression, and that first impression will most likely come from your website, so it's essential that it stands out. Ulistic's MSP website service can provide you with exactly the website you need. For $2.97 a month, your managed IT services business will get a professionally designed, fully search-optimized MSP marketing website, custom content laser-focused on your core offerings and target markets, branded videos, focused on your solutions. Content delivered each day, centered on what matters most to your customers. Daily reports detailing who is visiting your site and what they are viewing. A monthly MSP newsletter, call analytics, and so much more. Don't delay any further. Potential customers are searching for an MSP right now, and Ulistic's MSP website service can help them find you. For more information, visit bestmspwebsites.com. Well, that was uh, our little commercial there for Ulistic. And, you know, if we can help you out in any, with any of your MSP marketing, feel free to give us a shout at 716-799-1999 uh, in the U.S., and uh, we'll be more than happy to, you know, have a preliminary discussion with you. So we're, in, we're talking today with Stuart Button from NISIS, based in London, Ontario, Canada, and we're just going to start on, you know, the new generation of viruses that are happening out there, uh, Stuart. And, I, I mean, I, I wrote articles after articles over the last few weeks about, you know, crypto locker and this whole new ransomware. How serious is this threat, and and should MSPs be really concerned about this? Well, you've definitely got to uh, you've definitely got to keep a uh, you, you should be concerned. But there's like, like any any day there's there's new viruses every day on the that the we we come across, and and there are there are new techniques to to remove these viruses and and these these attempts to hijack your uh, hijack your workstations uh, so that's where that's where again it's not just uh, about monitoring and understanding these security threats it's about making sure you have the right tools in place as well to to mitigate those threats or reduce the possibility of being exposed to these threats so that's where on on the workstations or at least on the edge of your your uh, clients environments you need to have those those uh, idea of those virus scanning um, those virus scanning tool suites in place to, to check what's coming into the environment. And then at the workstation level, that's where you need to have those virus, uh, those virus and malware tools um, installed and up-to-date. Having the tools installed is great, and, and not updating them, that, uh, that, that opens you to um, potential risk, or your clients to potential risk. And, 
and again, most of these are most of these are fake. And um, off the top of my head, I'd have to look up the statistic. Off the top of my head, I'm not sure what the uh, what the um, uptake is or the the um, the number of people who actually fall for something like the uh, the crypto locker virus. Uh, but the uh, but I know it would definitely freak the uh, freak the end user out when they'd see a message like that pop up on their screen, something they've never seen before. So it becomes mm-hmm. a uh, it becomes a challenge to to work around these uh, these issues and the new ways that they're continually being uh, continually finding uh, ways to hack systems and and cause cause businesses downtime that uh, that is that is a, is very costly and he, um, to the bottom line. Well, yeah, it's, it's, even if they don't. You know, have a big impact on the uh, on the network. There's still got to be time associated with dealing with this kind of stuff, and and costs associated with dealing with. It. So why not have a proper security system in place to prevent it from happening in the first place? And and I know most MSPs have that, but I you know there's some there's some stories floating around and of networks being totally taken down. But you know that's a conversation for another day. Um, let's let's kind of go back into what uh, you know. What you're seeing there, Stuart, out there, and you know, with with regards to security. Now, I know most of our listeners are working with companies that are in the small to mid-size enterprise space. What are what are some of the concerns you're hearing back from uh, smaller mid-size companies that you, you that you talk to about security and and, think, and lessons learned that you can pass along to your uh, your client base? Well, I think the uh, there's there's a couple of main things there. Smaller businesses obviously are are concerned about their data, so we've got to look at. Um, they want to protect that uh, that data as as much as possible. Um, no no security system is 100%. Uh, that's that there's because again there's so many different ways that people can uh, can attack uh, attack your systems. Uh, but our clients were looking at. Um, because security has become such a focus in the marketplace, and especially in the U.S., there is a is a push for um, compliance, and with compliance comes security. There's really there's really no way around it. So you've and the dollars associated with with those data breaches, uh, and that's why compliance has become such a uh, such a requirement in today's business climate. So it doesn't matter what size of business. It doesn't matter who your customers are. That's where the MSPs need to look at, uh, again, understand the business. Um, the customers that we're talking to are concerned about the compliance requirements. They're concerned about how, um, what's the best way to, for a, what's the best way to deal with uh, these security issues and not break the bank at the same time. Because implementing security, depending the size of the organization and what you need to protect, can be extremely expensive. Um, and that's where working with a security as a service uh, that we provide, that's where we can provide that service and um, work with the MSPs, partnering with the MSPs to make sure that their clients are as protected as possible. So great. So you guys have a you know you have a great solution here. Uh, MSP should be t- paying attention to it. So let's kind of go into the future, uh, Stuart, if we can, for a few minutes. Where do you see this whole security world going? Is it going to get uh, a lot worse before it gets better? Is, there gonna, is this the new normal? I mean, I think we've had security vulnerabilities around for forever, 
But I think as technology mm-hmm. becomes more complex, or even well, here's another thing. Let's before I even let's address the cloud because we hear all the time, you know, the cloud is not secure, and I'm sure there are applications out there like maybe Dropbox or Google Drive that are not 100% secure versus maybe an in-house application that MSP develops or refills to the MSP community. But or should MSPs be concerned about security in the cloud, or you think we got that figured out, kind of? Well, I think security in the cloud comes down to a couple of different things. Uh, one is is what you're using the cloud for. So, in a, what we're seeing is is cloud is moving has the security as a service, but we're starting to see a lot more platform as a service in the cloud. Uh, so. With platform as a service, that where that's where you've got a lot of integration happening. So, and you're also starting to see a lot of companies um, build out their own clouds. Now, again, for small business, that that becomes a cost prohibitive effort. So, when we've got um, when we're working with companies such as Amazon or pretty much anyone else uh, of the large cloud providers out there. Security is something that we have to definitely look at, um, and when you're putting a uh, cloud in place, that's where you get into your virtual firewalls. But it's not just a matter of putting those in place. You have to manage those as well and, and watch, um, watch those, um, um, the changes that are happening in the, in the environment and understanding how your environment is, uh, is uh, protected. Um, it, security is a whole separate discipline from, from networking, uh, from, from servers. It becomes a very specialized discipline simply because of the, the nuances around it. So cloud, becomes, cloud is secure, but it does become a challenge. Um, you've got to look at it very, very carefully. And again, understanding how you're going to use that cloud infrastructure within your organization. Is it going to be a a private infrastructure, even though it's hosted on Amazon, isn't going to be a private infrastructure where you've got multiple locations VPNing into a central location. Um, do you have a lot of remote workers coming in? Uh, there, there are multiple nuances you need to understand when architecting the security for a cloud. Uh, and so it comes okay. down, it literally comes down to design and it comes down to um, ongo- ongoing um, support and maintenance of that cloud infrastructure. All right. So. So the cloud is so, yes, here, right? secure. Yeah, it's secure and not secure, depending on what you really go for. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I know a lot of the a lot of the MSPs are looking at the, you know reselling you know Dropbox equivalent type services that are offer more security. There's mm-hmm. again, it's the MSP needs to be under, you know, understand the security risk and also the 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 the, the users have to be uh, you know aware of you know what uh, what they're talking. I guess it comes down to what. What's their tolerance to risk is? And the same with backup and disaster recovery. What's their tolerance to risk, right? Is that depending on how absolutely. much they want to spend on security? Yep, absolutely. Great. Yep, def- definitely. One of the other things that I think we should probably touch on, though, is mm-hmm. is mobile and bring bring your own devices. Uh, BYOD. Those are really yeah, sure. coming, becoming popular into the uh, in, into the market space. Uh, specifically, everything's going mobile. There's really uh, there's there's no way around it. You know, the the smartphones nowadays are. There's going to be a time when when we're going to be working on on uh, phones that are as powerful or more powerful than laptops on our desks. And in some cases, that's that's happening right now. So we've got. Everything's going mobile, so when we've got that that mobile layer in there, again, security becomes a whole other issue of how are you accessing that data and that corporate data. What is is it? How are you encrypting, or 
how are you communicating it? Is that communication to from your mobile device to your corporate environment or to your client's corporate environment encrypted somehow? Again, there's a whole security architecture piece around understanding that. The bring your own device element is a whole other ball of wax uh, simply because Everybody's bringing their own devices to work now, and not just mobile, but there's potentially, if you're in smaller organizations, a lot of cases you can't afford to provide um, um, laptops for everybody or work uh, to, so people, a lot of people are bringing their own devices in. So how do you protect against the possibility of somebody else from their own personal device bringing in, a, uh, bringing in or opening you up to a, to a security threat? within the environment. So there's a whole, again, there's a whole, um, several things you need to consider when you're looking at the BYOD and the mobile space for security. Oh, and then, you know, now you're, just, now you're just opening up the domino effect here. What about Wi-Fi? You know, I mean, you know, oh, you yeah. got BYOD connect, you got BYOD connect devices connected to the corporate Wi-Fi network, you got uh, Wi-Fi over the place. You know, holy, you know, how do you keep on top of all this, Stuart? That's the, that's the question I have for you. Uh, it, it, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. We're, we're continually doing research every day. We continually watch, uh, watch the new threats that are coming out. We're, we're, it, it, our partners have, have uh, very um, extensive security resources that we, that we tap into and, and look at on a daily basis to try to keep up. And you're right, there's a, the floodgates, uh, the floodgates are open. Um, how we're going to, how we're going to close? I don't know if we'll ever close the floodgates, but it's a matter of how we can, how we can put those, those um, steps in place to, to, to protect the data that you have, because privacy in today's environment is a, is a huge concern. And then we've got corporate espionage with, going on with you hear, you've heard about what, the. The Canadian um, corporate uh, NSA has been doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, that that you've got to protect the data, and and how do you do that in a um, in a in a cost-effective fashion? Yeah, for sure. So, sort I'm in, I'm inspired by what you had to say. Now we could probably have another whole half-hour discussion on this stuff. We're running short on time today. I'm an MSP. Want to. I want to engage with you guys to uh, come and do at least, you know, maybe some penetration testing or ethical hacking or, uh, you know, have your completely managed uh, solution. What's the best way to uh, engage with you guys? Well, there's, there's multiple ways. You can, uh, you can uh, hit our website at, uh, at nivsys.com, uh, N-I-V-S-Y-S.com, and, uh, and just through the website. Or you can uh, you can give us a uh, you give us a call directly. We're more than happy to uh, happy to uh, talk to you, and uh, we're happy to talk to you. And you can give us a call at one eight 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 two seven eight seven zero eight three. That's good. That's good. Uh, North America wide. And you guys got an appearance up this week. I think you're going to be in Ottawa at uh, what you at a Ulystic workshop. Absolutely, we are looking forward to that one actually. And uh, well, and I like to say, uh, you can learn there. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I'd also like to say that uh, for all the MSPs out there, when uh, Stuart has a uh, has a listed conference in the uh, in your local area, you should you should make the effort to uh, to get to that because there's some fantastic information, not just from the sponsors, but Stuart has a fantastic uh, sales process that. Uh, that definitely makes getting out there and building your MSP much easier. Well, we try hard at least anyway. So there you go. Thanks, Stuart, and uh, all the best to the team there in London. Uh, we'll see you guys on Thursday in Ottawa. 
and uh, perhaps even at a future event down the road here. And, uh, yeah, I highly encourage the MFPs out there that are listening to this to, you know, go and check out the NIVSYF site, uh, NIVSYF.com. Uh, you know, security, you know, you heard from the professionals that they have a regimented routine to keep on top of all the security stuff. And if you're an MFP and you're trying to keep on top of, you know, managing your clients' needs, meeting their business expectations while trying to secure their network, amongst all the other things you've got to do, you can you can maybe drop a few balls here and there and miss some stuff. So I know the NIVSYS offering is pretty affordable and uh, worthwhile having a look at. Folks, next week we're going to be joined by Jim Thomas. He uh, wrote an excellent book uh, called uh, Negotiate to Win. And uh, Jim is going to be joining us next Thursday, the 14th, I do believe that is, uh, at 10 o'clock on Eastern. So mark your calendars for that. And uh, we'll look, and uh, you know come and learn what Jim has to say about negotiation, especially uh, we use it as part of our negotiation training in, the, in our workshops as well. So great stuff to learn there. Again, that's uh, a week from Thursday at 10 o'clock Eastern time. This is Stuart Crawford on behalf of my guest, Stuart uh, Button from NIFSIS, and the rest of my team at Ulistic. Wish you all the best and success, and we'll talk to you next Thursday. This has been another episode of the MSP Show with host Stuart Crawford. Thank you for tuning in, and be sure to catch our next episode for more of the relevant business information your managed IT services company needs. For more information on how Ulistic can help your business achieve stratospheric growth, visit www.ulistic.com.